Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to another episode of Wired Access Podcast, a Herd App production. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. To my left, we have a former Omaha Benson Bunny and graduated from Toledo. Uh, not yet. I graduate next semester. Ooh, next semester from Toledo, Ohio, yeah. Miss Quanisha Lockett. And we have a well-known in the lady <laughs> basketball world in Omaha, Coach Ricky Ruffin. Thank you guys for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Now, what you're doing at Toledo is what people really should know about. But the journey to get to Toledo probably wasn't as easy as everybody felt it might have been or know what you go through. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about your experience all the way up, how Coach Ruffin, obviously, he has a good connection with you. But for me, it's also just his connection with girls basketball. Because not every coach is passionate about the kids. Sometimes they're more about everything else besides the kids. But every time I see this guy, it's kids, 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 and what you guys get. When did you start, or do you even remember when you started basketball? Uh, I actually do remember. It was, what, uh, fifth grade year? It was actually the fifth grade year, maybe, my fifth grade year of elementary school. So, Ah, I really think I just got into it just because my brother was playing basketball and I started at Fontenelle Elementary School and it just went up from there. Uh, what the summer of my fifth grade year, that's when I actually started playing like AAU basketball and outside basketball. But uh, it started fifth grade. So when you think of the start of fifth grade and you're like you're getting into basketball, what did the AAU teach you in that early stage? Um. I can't be soft. Like, I can't be soft at all. Like, when I first started, I was definitely, like, my mom called me olive oil. Like, (laughs) she called called me olive oil. And, uh, like, just playing AAU, it just told me, like, all these girls out here ain't going to be as soft as they were, like, in in school. Because, like, anybody can play in school basketball. Like, you know, you just got to try out. But in AAU, like, people are actually, like, playing for what they want to do outside of basketball. I mean, outside of school and stuff like that. So it just taught me to. Be strong out there. So when you learn these lessons for being strong, you were also a multi-sport athlete. Yeah. How did the AAU basketball teachings teach you to be different at the other sports? Um, I would say the connections. Like, you know, making a different type of connections with your teammates, it really just brings the sport, like, more joy to it. It makes it more fun. So, I don't know. I would just say spending more time in the summer with each other, just basically almost every day, uh, going out of town, traveling. It just taught me, like, to bring that back to – uh, soccer or volleyball or track or anything like that just to to make it like a team thing not just an individual thing and when you look at the team factor and you look at what qualities it helps with and what qualities it brings going up through the junior high obviously someone shared a little bit of something before coach Ruffin, what was one of the things that you guys were noticing back in the seventh grade with with q we looked at her what we would say her energy level and she had a high energy level. Uh, as I say, her tank was full. She had an engine. And you very seldom find a kid that young with an engine that just goes and goes and goes. Like I say, I had an opportunity to coach against her two years when I was at South. And let's just say 
didn't like I'm it. glad I became her coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little thing. But I mean, what even gets you in connection with a seventh grader? Obviously, like I understand eighth grade coming into high school, but you're starting to process in that seventh grade, right? To try well, to. At, at that point, uh, I want to say was that around 2014 or 15, we were just coming off our state championship at Benson. Uh, we knew our senior class at that time was going to be graduating. So you hate to say it, you got to get out there and recruit kids. Mm -hmm. And her connection with Unity Stars as our AAU club, finest uh, Coach Jones was one of the Unity Stars guys. So we was periodically go out to high school games to watch, I mean, middle school games to see what income they credits were out there so we could put them on our radar. And we was watching losing Clark play somebody. And we looked at her and I said, finest, who is that? And he said, her name is Q. And she, I said, well, she's going to be a player. And at that time we were in transition of getting a new head coach. Which uh, makes it hard. I mean, yeah. because if they're going to try to talk to, if you're trying to commit to, you're committing most of the time to a coach. So if you're in the process of looking coach, how is that? Uh, exactly. And, 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 and it's, I hate to say it, the high school game is coming like the college game. You basically out there recruiting kids. Some coaches are promising them starting positions or whatever. Uh, my goal for parents that I knew or whatever, I would only promise two things. I would take care of your daughter like she's my own, and I'm going to make sure she gets her education done right. Because, again, you're only going to be a basketball player as long, longer than you're going to be. You're going to be a woman as longer than you're going to be a basketball player. And you got to get that academics. And for girls back in those days, if you weren't getting that big-time scholarship, they go to a Toledo or like Keanu Ibis, Arizona State, mm -hmm. or Simone uh, Goods, who went to, I think it was uh, Southern Illinois. Your education, academic scholarship can get you to play both. So you got to utilize that. And like I say, with Q, for the two years I was with her, she never was an academic problem. Uh, practice the way she played with energy. I told her about when I first saw her when she came back, and, uh, hey, she is a phenomenal person. And, and, you know, the biggest thing is you find these special athletes that have no idea their potential. Yeah. So, Q, when you think back to the seventh, eighth grade, what made you fall in love with basketball? Because the multi-sport athlete, you could have done anything. Right. You were qualified to do anything. You were able to do it. You had the ability to do it. What brought your love to basketball and when did it happen? Um, I would definitely, it was probably in between my seventh and eighth grade year when I'm really playing AAU basketball and I'm not really noticing like how good I am or like my, what my potential was, but it was just like seeing how hype my family would get or how hype my coaches would get, like seeing me do something that I really had no idea what I'm out there doing. Like I'm just out there doing it. And like, just to see like how good I actually was, but not even actually working on the things that I could work on to make myself elevate even better. But, like, that's what really did it for me, just seeing where I could be, not even knowing where I was at, you know. And when you think of those days and you're going through seventh, eighth, now you're into freshman, you're into high school, OPS, not easy. Mm -hmm. No matter what anybody says, an inner city school here in OPS 
is not easy when it comes to sports. Right. Not all the kids have the same drive as Q. Right. Not all the kids want the same goals as Q. What's some of the struggles that you felt through your high school career, no matter the sport, mm -hmm. with the athletes not matching up to your energy? Uh, that would definitely be one of the things, like that the other athletes not matching to my energy because like with basketball, I would say it was definitely like I knew I wanted to play basketball coming out of high school. Like I wanted to go play in college, maybe even further. Uh, <laughs> maybe even further and I feel like those like the girls didn't have that same type of drive like they were just doing it just to to be active after school or just to to do something but like for me like that was one thing I, I harped on like you got to come in here and work hard like you want to do it don't just come because you know you probably had to or something like that uh number two ah number two I don't I would say uh you know, I, I'm I'm very competitive. Like in practice, if we go in one on one or or playing in drills, like I want to win. I want to win every time. Like so, if you're not if you're on my team and you don't want to win, I don't want I don't want you on my team. Like <laughs> it's contagious, though, right? You, yeah. You saw some of your fellow athletes start converting right through oh, the years sure. for sure. Like I could. Oh, go. Ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. This is your show. Uh, yeah, like I could talk about uh, one of my teammates, uh, Kiana Estima. Okay. That girl, she was so fast. Like, she was more into track. Okay. And that's why, she, you know, like, she wasn't really like, basketball is just all right. But, like, I remember, like, our freshman year, like, she would not really try to go as hard. Like, I know you're the fastest person on the floor. Like, why are you not beating me down the court? You know? And we, So you're holding accountable at the at, at a freshman level, which 90% of the time is, is the hardest thing to do because why do you, you don't want people to hate you. Right. But when you're setting the standard, that 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 brings the story full circle. That's more for me. Like I, I lead by example. Like I wasn't I never was the person to just go out there and just talk to you for it. Like I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. That's how I really lead. And so then how did she fit into your development and how did how did she? Oh, I had to have a talk with Kim. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And uh, her mom, too, as well. Like her mom and dad pushed her more than anybody else. Obviously, yes, they did. Obviously, yeah, they did. especially her <laughs> dad. Did. But like, you know, like hearing it from your teammate is definitely better than hearing it from your parents. So like once you just tell somebody like, like we honestly need you out here and it just changed the whole thing. Like, and, and you said you talked to her parents. No, her oh. parents talked to her. Oh, I got you. OK, I was like, dang, you went all the way to the parents and said, hey, I'm trying to help her. Can you help her help me help you? <laughs> what you also got to understand with you and uh, Kiana, they were best friends. Which so, makes it harder, yeah, right? To hold accountable. Harder, parents knew each other. I, I believe your mom knew her dad back at Boys mm -hmm, Town. Yep. Like I told you, your mom is a Boys Town legend. Mm -hmm. So, and her father kind of was a Boys Town legend in basketball as well, because I believe he played for uh, Dexter Brown. Okay. So, but, you know, and like you say, when you're an athlete like you, with that high energy, that leadership, you lead by example. Well, and I was going to ask you, Coach, I mean, when you see her effort and you see what she's given, how can you try to get your athletes to understand and accept it instead of thinking she's just harping on me? What do you do as a coach? It's, it's, it's easy when, you, like I say, your number one athlete, your best player is working hard. It yeah. is very easy because with them doing it, if and and we weren't. You know, we weren't showing favoritism. You know, if she did something wrong, yeah, we would get into it. Now, her mistakes or lack of effort were very few. Like I said, I I have the fortunate of being at Benson because I'm alumni, and I've been through some of the greats, starting with Stephanie Jones in the late 90s. 
uh, Kiana Ibis to 15, then Q. When you take all three of them, they're all great players, all good people, but each of them had a different characteristic that set them apart. With Stephanie, back in those days, Stephanie probably was the prototype of high school, 6'1 girls that played post. They handled the ball like a guard, shot like the ball, moved like a gazelle and everything. Uh, went to Nebraska her freshman year, then went on and finished at Missouri State, played over in Australia, which is where she is still now. Nice. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You got Kiana Ibis. Uh remember seeing Kiana Ibis because I came to Benson back to Benson after my soft job a year, the first year of Kiana Ibis okay. and watching her grow. Uh Kiana very humble. Very humble. Uh defensively, a good defensive player. Basically could jump out of the gym. Uh <laughs> Sure. Probably started playing uh, more of a wing, shooting the threes her junior, senior year. You know, the, the knee injury she got her senior year was very unfortunate, but she went on to Arizona State, did wonderful things. You got Q, okay? Engine. If you take all three of them, the difference between Steph and Kiana, Steph was knew she was good. Steph was kind of, I'm going to say, cocky. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and, and you got to have you got to have that, the, the, right? The big, as we say, if you got dog in you, you got to be a cocky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Q, Q, I mean, uh, Kiana, very humble, very yes. humble. Big thing. But between Q and and uh, Kiana, the only difference six one to five nine. If she had Kiana Ibis height, does that not change like the five nine? Huh. Now in high school, obviously you probably reached that sophomore, junior year, five nine, or do you think senior year? I don't know. I feel like I probably I feel like I've been five nine for forever. Like I said, I came on her junior year. <laughs> yeah. But I watched her from her freshman and, and she right, she she I don't think if she was five eight, then she maybe grew an inch. Maybe. And that's a bad thing about girls. They don't get those summer spurts of Three, four inches. You don't get the Scotty Pippen where you six foot uh five in the summertime and then over the summer you six nine. Those don't happen Crazy. for girls. Yeah. But that's the difference between the three. Those are to me, with the session of Val Harrison, who just got inducted into our Hall of Fame, those are probably to me some of the four best basketball players that come out of Benson. Girls in a while. And that's, I'm going to say, in the modern era. Back when I was in school, when Title IX first started, we had a young lady named Ruth Ann McDaniel. You know Ken Keith, right? Yeah. This is his aunt. Okay. So, but I, again, just being around the humbleness, you got to be humble. Even as a coach, you want to be humble. You know. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's and, what, and that's, a, that's, that's the what, optics. That, that's how you get along. Yes. And even with this show, like, like when people are like, oh, man, like, I just do what I do. I it's all about them. And, and at no time, none of this is. It's all my show. Yes, I'm the host, but it's about getting their story and getting their how good they are because they've done the sacrifice. And I, I didn't sacrifice nothing. Yes. And and speaking of sacrifice, what's one of the hardest sacrifices you think you did back in high school that some kids are kind of afraid to do? In high school. Is there anything that you could think of? And maybe you don't even know it as a sacrifice because sometimes when your parents oh, I know. and your siblings teach you right, you don't understand sometimes that word. 
it's not I would say like I don't want to say like it's really a sacrifice but like you know spending time like with your friends in the summer like I'm in the gym like I was playing AAU basketball so I didn't get to spend as much time with my cousins and stuff back then like just going outside having fun but uh I, w- I would just say that was really one of the ones that I could just think of right now. Off the and and what, like, did they accept it? My did friends they, or my if family? Both. I mean, because so- sometimes family, even to the state, can go, she just thinks she's better than us. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not true. out of hate. It's true. just, true. it's just, she was trying to achieve She was something. on the grind. She was on the grind. Exactly. A grind that it's, it's not something you can do day in and day out unless you want it. You got to want I would say uh, yes and no. Like a lot of my, I got a lot of my friends now just from basketball. So we in the same grade playing on the same team. So a lot of them, I didn't have no problems with, oh, we're not going out this weekend or, oh, we're not doing that this weekend. But uh, like my cousins or family, they'd be like, oh, like you got another game or are you doing this? Like I thought you was coming over this weekend or something like that. Nope. I got a game. Come watch my game now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and that's what I I mean, when you're busy and you know what you got to do and you put yourself to the grind. How did this affect your other sports or help the other sports? Um, track, I would say getting to the grind with basketball, that that affected it a little bit because AAU time is during track season. So I'm really trying to just hurry up and go to basketball practice bef- like as soon as we get done with track practice. So, so tell people how that feeling is, not just physically, mentally, your stomach. I mean, it all has to like go in line when you're going from school for six hours to eight hours, depending on the year. If you're a senior, sometimes you get out early Mm -hmm. right to practice to another practice. Like those things have to be instilled in you to want to do them. It's not something. It's a want. It's literally a want. Like I wanted to do that. Like I could have not done track or, or not uh, did basketball in the summer but I wanted to do it like I wanted to be a two-sport athlete every every year round and and I wanted to um (laughs) just go and play basketball with my friends and have fun out there but um I would definitely say uh going from track to to basketball was definitely a little bit tiring on my legs but it was just fun like I feel like I had the most time right after track going straight to basketball and what all did you do for track uh, so it was just all over the place every year. But uh, I remember I did. What the, was your main events that you okay. really liked? I like jumping. I did triple jump, uh, high jump, and then four by one. And then, uh, yeah, no, I didn't even say So did basketball, did AAU basketball make it harder to get to state when it came to those events? No. Or do you think that you still had all opportunities? It made it easier. Yeah, you had all, all, all opportunities. So, because obviously you have to participate. Mm-hmm. But also you have the chance of possibly because I know maybe more now than it was back then. But now they're having kids do a few college meets like that go on Saturday or Friday where they go to Concordia or they go to something. Did you ever have to do that or was it just strictly high school to high school when it came to track? I used to go to Kearney. Yeah, Car- we went to Kearney. Kearney. We went to uh, what Doan, maybe okay. South Dakota yeah, yeah. State. Yeah, we did those. So did those ever affect your AAU or did it all just kind of work out in your mind? It, it worked out. We were literally going like during school days. So like, okay. if anything, it was uh, affecting school, but they would make sure like we had to get our schoolwork done before we left or something like that. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people. <laughs> so when you talk about schoolwork, the mm-hmm. education, coach made it important. That, that's a big car. How do you keep it straight? So for me, it like coming up, I really wasn't focusing on school. Like I didn't really, I didn't really say, oh, school is going to be like 
what I'm going to do. I'm going, I was thinking basketball is going to be my way out of here. Basketball is going to be my way out of here. But um, I really like, I started to figure out like, if you don't have the grades for this and certain schools aren't going to look at you or, or even when you uh, want to go to a, like a AAU tournaments or something, they're not going to look at you because you don't have the grades to qualify to come to their school. So uh, like what in my junior year, I'm really just like, oh my, like, and it took me that late, like literally like maybe even the middle of my junior year to really just start focusing on uh, school and getting my work done because my mom told me, she was like, <laughs> my mom was like, if you don't get these, like, if you don't start doing your schoolwork and getting these grades up, you will not be playing basketball. I said, okay. <laughs> See, and that, uh, okay. Remember Coach Ruffin, you? you have been I, around I, I, so I, many parents and kids. And when you see these conversations not happen, how do you feel as a coach? And how does a conversation like this help you as a coach? When you when you look at a kid, and like I said, I guess I'm an old school coach. Uh, our f- middle school football coach was Coach William Reed, whose da- granddaughter actually was our the Ka- Kaya's grandfather. Kaya's? Yes, her oh. grand her grandfather was my. F- football coach and teacher at Benton. And he always told us to take care of classes and everything. Um, My mom passed away when I was 19 after I graduated from high school. And she always told me and my two brothers and sisters for us to show her our appreciation for her taking care of and raising us, we had to get our high school diploma. See, and it's nothing... It's, it's the foundation. Like I said, if a parent sets the foundation for that kid to understand the importance of the academic, because in life and reality, our cars we all have, they can repossess them from us. The house that you own, you could lose that. Hate to say this, somebody could steal your life from you. But the one thing no one ever can take from you is the education you learn. And that's why it's important to make sure you get that, that plan B, you know, like, like you said, she got a year to go. We, we, we're hoping WNBA, but the question would be, what is your plan B? You want to know? Yes. Or, hey, I'm asking. Yeah, I like what is your plan B? Um, so honestly, I really just honestly started to think about it because I'm um, a couple of years ago, I've just been thinking like, I got time and I'm just kept on saying, I got time. I got time. And Hopefully, like, I'll keep going on and playing basketball after this. But even after I play basketball, I would like to do a little something, maybe just open up a center where I can come back and help because I like coaching. I like working with little kids. So that's something that I know, like, I can do that. You want to give back to the community. Of course. And that that is one of of the best things. And you're probably one of the few athletes out of my 35 years of coaching who have actually said that. Because it's it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And and I understand but the payoff that, is huge. But you know, right. like that, you you get out what you. I you, mean, you get out what you give. Out. Give back what you give. You yeah. Know, yeah. Or, or, the, or the movie, pay it forward. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. I don't know that movie. So we already know what the future <laughs> is holding. You get through high school. Uh-huh. What's the legacy you think you left at Benson? A big one. I don't know. I I can't really put the the finger on it because you know I really ain't been back to Benson in a little bit yet. So, but. Um, did you leave it better than when you arrived? Of course. I, f- I would say, of course, like, I feel like I, I set a good standard for the girls that was below me. And even though like 
my little sister played after me. So like, I know she had the same type of little something I had in me, even though it took her a little while to get there. Yes. But it yes. did. It did. Sure. it did. It did. It did. It did. <laughs> but, Tay -tay. Mm -hmm. but I just hope that like, you know, they took my, my grit and my grind and all the effort that I put in and, and wanted to do the same thing that I was doing there. If there was a sport that you played that you could have went beyond what you're doing and let's say basketball was not an option, what sport would that be? I already think I know. I think I know. <laughs> I do. I mean, you were a four-sport letter at Benson. I, I actually, I really liked volleyball. Bingo. <laughs> I like. And what position Bingo. did you play for volleyball? I did setter, right, middle. Gotcha. She, she, all six rotations. All six rotations. Whatever, wherever she needed to go. She now, see, there. I know this is strong in his blood because I mean, all I see I is him. Exactly, so, so. him and, him and Coach goes. Sanders. Yes. I mean, yes. they they go way yes. back. Yes. That's his Fun. best friend. And, you know, even to me, when I think of he asked you that question about what was the correlation between your sports. When you think of basketball player and volleyball players, footwork is all the same. Yeah. It, it helps you. That one. Jumping, loading your hips, learning how to go up the block or the spike. It's like going up for that rebound or that jump shot. Mm -hmm. Track is going to teach you the speed part. How to utilize your speed. Where in basketball, and I like I will say with her, speed kills. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So, so what do you yeah. say, though, when sometimes people claim AAU or even, let's just say, in any sport, they're trying to utilize people to be one sport athletes. What is your word for that? I mean, I would say it just makes you a little bit more versatile if you're playing more than one. Like if you're playing more than one sport, you you honestly appreciate your other sport more. And that I feel like that's for me. I would say people shouldn't say that. Oh, that's just all. I'm Do you feel like it, it helped with the love just of all the games and and? Built yeah. a culture for yourself for sure because like in the off season, of <laughs> you had passion. Yeah, she had passion for, for everything the sport. I did. So and and that's the thing about it. Those three sport athletes, but that passion you and can't she, teach you, it. You can't teach it. It's just something that inside your heart that you have. And you know, like she's saying, hey, passionate, do it all. And my response to the part about the three sport athlete, I don't have a problem with three sport athletes. I think if 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 you watch Nebraska volleyball, you hear Coach Cook say all the time, out of the 12 girls on this team, maybe eight to nine of them were two and three sport athletes. And I think, though, and me and Mrs. Coach Jones got into a debate about this today, I think, let's say Q is a freshman coming in. Let her try the volleyball, basketball. See if it's still yeah. a love that okay. she likes, and right? And her junior or sophomore year, same thing. By her junior year, you're going to be good in one of them. And now you are being recruited. Now you got to give that sport the majority of your time. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's the, that's the next step. Recruiting process. For kids, parents, there's a lot of parents that haven't went through any of that. They have no idea what their kid's going to go through. Mm -hmm. What could you explain about your recruiting process and how you ended up wanting to play for Toledo? Um, the recruiting process for me, I had no idea about nothing really. Like it's me, like I'm the first one going to college to play basketball, all my siblings. So, um, I'm really the test trial to test everything out, <laughs> but, um, which is a success as you can see, Yes, very, which is very a success. success. Um, so it was really, I would say what going to AAU games, playing in those tournaments is where I actually started seeing like college coaches sitting, sitting out there, um, in the little stands or whatever, or, I think I had a couple come to my high school game, if I can remember. But um, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, it was Toledo just like did come watch you live. I don't know if you knew they were they came. My Is mom it told me to know or not to know. Don't know. It, I, and, and don't worry about it, yeah, right? Don't worry about it because if you're thinking about it, you go, I gotta make this shot. Oh, I gotta do this. And you're harping on the whole thing. Everything you do bad, you're just like, oh, they see me do that. They see me do that. But it's really, they really trying to see how you bounce back from everything, is what it is. An adversity. Mm-hmm. Adversity. So, yes. So um the phone calls, you get, you know, you start getting phone calls from coaches, and and those phone calls are usually, you know, how you doing, what you up to now, where do you think about going, and we love for you to come here. This is what our facilities look like. Did you have a lot of offers? Um, not really, no, I didn't, and most of my offers were like, um, like D two or something like that. I had a couple D one offers, but not very much, and I would say that's like. Here in Omaha, I feel like we have to, we got to get, like, the girls out there a lot more, like, a whole lot more. Like, I know we travel and we do this and we do that, but uh, I just feel like we, social media, that's really what I'm going to get to, too. Like, social media really puts us out there. Like, and I see a lot of girls from uh, wherever they are now, like, even in Toledo, like, close to Detroit, Michigan, like, they post a lot of videos, like, uh, uh, what? highlight clips of themselves out there playing and stuff and posting their games. And, and that's a lot, that, that's another way like coaches recruit nowadays, like social media. Well, and I, I think it's a process of, you never know who's watching. Correct. And, and every job that I, I learned it as a young, young person where you never know who your next customer is. You never know who your next boss is. You never like, you'll never know. So you're right. always, if you always show what you have every time, mm-hmm. The rest will come out in the in the signing the papers and in the future. Obviously, you get the offer for Toledo. What was that experience like? Uh, it was scary. I want to say like at first it was scary, but um, once like I went on my visit and I got to meet everybody, like all my nerves went away, like right from the jump. Like seeing my coach and and meeting the teammates, uh, like that really helped me out. I feel like I needed to have like some type of like home feeling for me to be able to go so far away because I'm far away from my family, not really knowing much about life yet. But um, yeah, once I get there and I'm talking to everybody and I'm getting to see the facilities, amazing, by the way, like I love our gym <laughs> and it's so hard. Our gym is called Savage. Like what? <laughs> that's so hard. <laughs> I like the name. I like it. Yes. But uh, yeah, seeing the facilities and campus is not like, it's very, it's a circle. It's very like everybody knows each other. Like you can go around and see the, all the athletes like, what made you do the visit to Toledo? <laughs> to Toledo? Yeah. Um, that was just my first visit. I, I'm, I'm not really sure. I feel like I was pretty comfortable talking to Coach Page and, and Coach uh, Swaffer on the phone, and that really helped. Yeah, it's, it, you know, and, and Coach Ruffin, one thing you were you, you say is kids around here, it's good if they do get offers from here. Mm-hmm. But getting out into the real world, especially if they're as talented, but also – has her head on the shoulders right. How does that feel for her to go that far away from home? And how do you think that experience helped? I, I really do think it helped a lot. Uh, Harping back, like I say, with Steph Jones, I I was a first-year coach at South when Steph was a senior, and I was her AAU coach. Yeah, And she was having all her college coaches call me instead of calling Coach Hostin. <laughs> and I didn't... Like I said, I'm old school. I didn't like the disrespect. For sure. So I asked, I finally talked to a Texas coach, and I said, you know, I'm not the coach at Ben's High anymore. I left to be the head coach at South. Yada, yada, yada. Why are you not, not talking to Coach Hostin? And so she said, well, Steph lists you down as a club coach. 
And it's not disrespect to Coach Hostin, but he said, when you're playing on a high school team, the schedule you play is set. Yes. Your team is set. So you may be a good team playing bad teams. Yes. When you're talking AAU, you're best playing the best. The best. best. Yeah. Yes. And, and so from that aspect of it, I understood it. But with Steph, when the recruiting, she still had me involved with her recruiting when they were recruiting her. And like I said, I know Yukon uh, came after her. I couldn't, she wanted me to come to that one. I told her I couldn't, but I gave her a basketball and I have an auto, personal autograph ball from Gino. Okay. But then she had like Duke. Uh, so all these colleges yeah. outside of outside. here see the talent. Yes. But they, but the touch base with you, how you were saying that, I said, Steph, you've been playing basketball every minute on the court since you started in seventh grade one can you red shirt if they want to red shirt you she said i don't know coach reference i said two you a mama girl <laughs> yeah i am okay you're a mama girl and a daddy girl are you going to be able to go to a yukon or duke and your parents stay in nebraska she said well Alice, coach i asked my mom if I subjected to Duke College uh, scholarship, but they moved to North Carolina, they told me no. So they done. <laughs> so that's the point they about are. it. You yes. know, they they gotta be willing to reach out and go. Uh Jasmine Archie, you know Jasmine yeah, Archie. Yeah. When Jasmine got recruited to go play at Dillard's in New Orleans, we were at me, me and her father was at a final four in St. Louis, and we met the coach and started talking. And you know, Jasmine willing to go there. I said, well, she said she needed two guards. I said, well, I got a package deal for you. <laughs> Jonathan's running mate well, is willing. Uh, it's just as it, they played together for four years and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when I asked Jasmine's running mate, we're not going to say any names. She just did not want to go away from home. Gotcha. And I understood that. So, you know, it, it takes a kid to get out of the, like she said, she had to learn how to live. Like I told you with me. Yeah. My brother told me I couldn't go to UNO when I promised my mom I was going to college. He made me go to UNL, so I learned how to live. My first year, I came back, like I say, Thursday through Monday. That next year, my sister barely, I literally had to beg me to come home. <laughs> I stayed in Lincoln. You grew up. Yes, you fi you up. figured it I out. Didn't need to come it home like anymore. That. You don't need that 15 and 20 minute drive to come home. Uh, the coaches went to watch her play. Remember when they came, Coach uh, Daryl and them came out to Toledo? Yep. So I was gonna come, I remember. but the problem was I, I was flying out of the country on spring break. Oh, about two weeks later, and I couldn't at that time put money together to do that. You know, time so, means everything. But Man. like I say, I watch her every time she's on TV. Well, every time, and, and you talk about these decisions, and you talk about how mom is important. Who helped you make the decision that? Toledo, Ohio is not too far away, but you'll find a home. Um, it was really my mom and my dad. Like when we went on my visit and, um, you know, they had seen how comfortable I was there and they were both getting very emotional and they seen that I wasn't that emotional. Like I, I just fit there. Like it was like, I was not even away from home. Like all my roommates, all my teammates was just, we so goofy together. It, it don't make no sense how she recruited us. And we all have like, Similar, like similar personalities, but like they're not the same at all. 
Like, I don't know if, if it makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So like them just, saying, you don't, you don't want 12 of the same style, yeah. same personas on. Yeah, no. But you do want them to be adaptable mm-hmm. and able to accept the wide the chemistry. variety. Yeah. Chemistry matters. You definitely need to have that chemistry on and off the court. And you did. definitely do. We had that. A lot of the same traits in that way, too. But um, so, yeah, like my parents being comfortable with me, being comfortable there is what really did it for me. Well, that's always a great part of it is is having the family support. When you look at the AAU route, how did that change? Or did you still play that following year after you made your decision for Toledo? Or were you done after you made your decision to Toledo? Uh, I still played. I believe I did. You would but, have been in the 17 and under age group then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, with my senior year, I don't think I, I, don't think I could not play my senior, senior year. year. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I couldn't no, play no, my senior no, year. 90% yeah. of the time when you sign that scholarship, most of the coaches time, don't want you to play. play. Yeah, no, they you you as I hate to say it, you now belong to them. <laughs> you do. You now belong to them, and then they don't want you to waste playing because you're playing AAU to get looks. Right. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. So for her, once she as she was an unsigned senior, it's a different story. Mm-hmm. You 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 make let them play, yeah. but once you sign, and even to the fact it's a rule that they can't play, you could lose eligibility. So. Uh, so I didn't look. So I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. She she followed the rules. She followed the rules. Don't yeah. worry. But <laughs> so we get to your college. We get through high school. You're now in the college. You just finished your fifth year. You went through a crazy I, time. I didn't finish. My no, she did fourth, finish. right? Yeah, yeah, fourth. Fourth. Sorry. That's just a lot finished. Of question. <laughs> you just finished through some crazy times that other people can't compare to. COVID. What was that like for you COVID. in college? COVID in college was so crazy. Like our first year, we already just freshmen. We're new getting into this. So we really don't know a lot of stuff going in. But I remember, I just remember we're in the tournament. We're in a max tournament. We just beat the number one team. And we're like eighth seed. Beat the number one team. Can I ask you a question? Didn't y'all play that one in Vegas? Uh, The game in Vegas? Yes. Yeah, we played the game in Vegas. You, wanna, you don't know this though. What? Me and the Taps were in Vegas. Me and Taps was coming to watch y'all play, and they canceled it. Oh. We were in Vegas when they shut Vegas down for COVID. Oh. Shut I, you said correct, it loud enough. Shut Vegas shut down. down. And, and, and we, <laughs> when, when we found out that you were playing in Vegas. No, no, no. We was, we was in Cleveland when, okay. when they shut us down for COVID. But okay. we played in Vegas. We played in Vegas, though. I do okay. remember playing in Vegas. Well, they, they, we were going to come to you. You didn't know that. Something happened to us where we didn't make it to the game. I wish I could have made it. That would have been look. I really meant <laughs> exactly. Like, that so like, Tap was a I track live. coach. So you get through. You get through COVID. It's crazy. Did you guys have how many quarantines through the time? <laughs> um, look. I only asked because my daughter was in Manhattan. She played at a Christian college for soccer. Uh-huh. They had seven times. Seven times. Oh, it, wasn't it wasn't that quarantine. Okay. Seven times. No, we had like mentally. Like I, I just can't fathom what you. How you long know. was it? Two weeks. Then? Well, yeah, they had it. They was back with the two weeks. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. Because uh, <laughs> I couldn't imagine seven times, but I could say like maybe three. Like the first time we had the quarantine, and then uh, there was a time where uh something uh like. Happened after school, so where everybody had to just you know take a break from the, yeah. the facilities, and then uh, there was another time <laughs> where uh, me and my teammates we got uh, t- we had to we had to quarantine. <laughs> like yeah. I can't even think about uh, how it all happened, but yeah, it, it, it was just, a little while ago. It was the same with high school. You know, yeah. there were times where 
I think when during that time, two or three schools had contracted COVID and games were forfeit. Uh, and, you know, like I say, back in the day, you and I both know, as we were saying, Omaha, that Hot Pot was South Omaha. Oh, yeah. And we were going to play South at South. And I just told the girls, you know, we've always had the option. You could play with the mask on or off. That probably and her sister was killing me. That that game alone, every girl wore their mask. But her sister? Yeah, no, her sister oh. did too. But she led the pack to tell them we're not catching. COVID we ain't COVID. catching it. We're gonna play. It, uh-huh. Yeah, you got to sit out play. those seven or I think back then it came seven days. Seven to ten. But yeah, you, yeah. But you, to a certain degree, are forfeiting games, and that's why it was so crazy. Yes. See, I crazy. just exactly. I, it's just. We're older, so we're in a di- we're just going through work and having to sit out. But watching and thinking these kids missing opportunities, um, you probably had a few teammates that that was probably. their last year, and then that they were off. Nope. No. We were young. Like, no, nope. but uh, some all the team was young. Okay, That's so you guys, we, we all back. Like, okay, so you got everybody back mm-hmm. this last year. Oh, not this year. But I know, I know. Oh. But I'm going to go ahead and get to it. This oh, last year, awesome. you were what? MVP of the MAC? Yes, sir. You were MVP of the tournament? Yes, sir. When you see those accolades, Coach Ruffin, and you see the numbers match the attitude, the swag, the person as Q that you know, what does that mean as a coach? Even if it was where you didn't get to coach your all the years that you wanted to. I, I don't know if she always remembers every time her mom would post something about her or whatever. You remember what I always put on there? Superstar. Something like Benson Proud. Bunny yes. Proud. Always, always. Bunny Proud. Benson yes. Proud. You know, the, I could say being alumni also, you know, people don't realize it, our alumni backing them and everything. And that's why... I, Benson is so special to me. Like I said, I graduated there in 78. I got my coaching career there. I left, came back, left again, came back. So I basically only know two schools, Benson and South. Yeah. But I would always say, if you cut me, I'm bleeding green. Pick a side, Russ. No, we need to tell him to pick a side. We need to tell him to pick a side. You know, I mean. I got to pick a side? You got to remember, he's got a lot of kids that, I mean, I was at South in 2000. There's a lot of the girls that are on that basketball team, Stephanie DeBelka, all them that, I mean, I see them still reaching out to Coach Ruffin. Like, his connection, his web is so strong. Mm-hmm. You as a player, how does it feel to give back to an Omaha area? But maybe they don't even know who you are. Yeah, I would say it's probably definitely a lot of people that don't know who I am. And I they will. They, they will. Come on, come on. Look, they will. Like, once I start getting my name out there more, like, they will. But I would just say, like, if it would definitely feel good to give back to the community because, like, that's something that I would want people to do for me. Like, like growing up, I would want somebody that was, you know, uh, doing things and accomplishing things to come back and, you know, just ex- share their experience and how they got there and what they do to get there. What's 2023 and 2024 season looking for you guys? And, and what are you bringing for Toledo? Uh, fantastic, fantabulous, and I want to repeat everything, like literally everything. I want to repeat 
I love that question because now you just answered my question. <laughs> I want to know. Are you going to do the Michael Jordan saying, I'm back? I'm back. All right. That's no, all I want to know. Yeah. Like, I want to repeat everything. Um, you know, every, you can't say like everything's going to go the exact same way. Perfect. It, yeah. Everything is not going to go the exact same way. But I just know we got to bring a different type of something to. To keep us where we at, keep us on the top, because everybody's gonna be gunning for us. Like we have a yes. bullseye on our backs. And, and you too. Yeah, correct. <laughs> but uh like we just gotta figure out a way to stay up there, you know, just work with each other and do that. How do you feel as a as a senior, how do you impact the incoming players mm-hmm. and the players that you're still working with right now? Um, I would say I impact them by just being myself every day. Like exactly leading by example, like every day, even on those days where I know like I'm tired or I know I'm not feeling it, but I just got to show them like if I could work through it, like y'all could work through it too. Like we on the same team, like we playing together. So let's do this. Like now, can I ask, do you reach out to anybody that you're interested in? Do you watch AU basketball Uh, or do you kind of let the coaches do the coaching? I let the coaches do the coaching, but I feel like, you know, like girls, like, like I went to Benson with like, Sani, like I told my coaches about her, like Kaya, like I tell my coaches about her, like anybody. I told my, I told them about my sister. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but like anybody, like that, I feel like has potential to like play out there and play at that higher level. Like I, I don't have no problems telling my coach about them. It's the little things that you keep saying that make people hopefully understand who Q is, mm-hmm. who Q's gonna be, and the legacy that you're gonna leave at Toledo. I appreciate you sharing your story. I just hope we reach to one person to understand that with hard work, your dedication, mm-hmm. struggles that people sometimes don't realize, Correct. but also with the support that you have. Mm-hmm. What's the most important thing that you got from your support staff? They really like, I don't, they just told me like they should not told. Yeah. They told me like I have this like unspoken, like, I don't know, like, or like about myself and I feel like I, I got to protect that and the people that I bring into that like I just got to let it flow off onto Your them persona. like yes yes that's the way look my persona. persona like like yes like I just feed off of a lot of people and they feed off my energy so like just keep that up like never lose that well I could tell you right now the persona that coach Ruffin started telling me that I was going to expect and the one that I told him we're going to see is night and day different. So I appreciate you being you (laughs) and giving off the persona. Once again, this is a heard at production. We appreciate you tuning in. Watch out for Toledo for this year's women's basketball. As we have Quenisha Lockett. Yes, sir. Tearing it down one more time. Yes, sir. Them MVPs. (laughs) And I appreciate coach Ruffin. I appreciate you sitting in giving your words and remember and, you and okay. i just want to say this now that i know you back mm-hmm. me and tap will be in toledo let's go <laughs> that's all yeah. folks y'all heard it y'all heard it here <laughs>